Minchi dwellers. Uh, I uh, I escaped my harem for a little bit. They're trying to pull me back in, but I I had to record this episode for you. Uh, That's so this nice is... of you to come out. Yeah, I know, dude. It, it's actually quite exhausting, actually. As they say, pimping ain't easy, but somebody's got to do it. Who says that? <laughs> I do. I, I do, do now. That, that's that's my phrase. I I came up with it in the first place. I'm the first person to ever say that. <laughs> first pimp ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for season two, episode three, where we are learning the fundamental mechanics of Japanese. Yeah. So, Jay Sensei, mm. what are we learning today? Hey, it's funny that you ask because. We're finally getting to our lesson about prepositions to describe where a thing is. Maybe you want to say, my cat is in the bag, or something like that. You'll be able to say, by the end of this lesson. So let's go ahead and check out today's awesome conversation where we have Masayuki and Kota who are hanging out at one of their houses and talking about where stuff is in the room. Sweet. So who's going to be Masayuki and who's well, going to be Kota? Well, I have this Topo Chico bottle. Maybe we'll do some spin the bottle. All right. All right. It looks like Tark gets to be Masayuki and I'm Kota. And and when I say my name is Masayuki, it's not like a slave being like, it's Masayuki. You know, it's Masayuki. That's the whole name. Yeah. Right? So, like, yeah. one of my cool, like, friends who, like, lives in Nagoya, shout to Masayuki, is named Masayuki. That was a weird name. Ah. Yeah. Masayuki. Masayuki wa kakui ne. Yeah. That's he's a cool, cool right? Dude. dude. Oh, and his son, his name is mm -hmm. Eito. And, like, sometimes he'll just, like, write his name with eight. Like, oh, Eito. Yeah. It feels like an ode to tagging culture. Oh. Maybe he you should. Know? Maybe he should get into street art. Yeah, dude. All right. Okay, so let's do this. All let's right. Let's do this. Kota, boku no kagi ga teburu no ue ni aru. Ya, nai yo. Demo, sofa no shita ni aru kamo shire nai yo. So kana. Ah, atta. Arigato. Sofa no mai ni aru hono totte kureru? Iya. リモコンはどこにある?テレビの後ろにあるんじゃない?あ、本当だ。ありがとう。Alright, this time we're gonna break down with the English translation provided by Tark. Then I will give you the Japanese one more time, slowly. Masayuki starts out with Kota. Are my keys on the table there? Kota,僕の鍵がテーブルの上に。Nope, not here. But they might be under the couch. いや、ないよ。でも、ソファの下にあるかもしれないよ。You think so? Oh, they were here. Thank you. そうかなあった。Arigato. Can you pass me the book in front of the couch? Sofa no mae ni aru ho o tote kureru. Sure. Iyo. Where's the remote? Rimoko 
はどこにある It's behind the TV, isn't it? テレビの後ろにあるんじゃない Oh, you're right. Thank you. あ、ほんとうだ。ありがとう。All right, let's go ahead and check out today's vocabulary. We have a lot of cool new words this time. A lot of useful words. Definitely take time to check out the video version of the podcast as well, where you can see the full list on the screen. And Tark,、um, our first word today is keys. How do we say it in Japanese? Kagi. Kagi. Like, remember last time how we mentioned that nouns aren't initially given a singular or like plural distinction?、Mm-hmm. So this equally means both key and keys. keys. And it's. So it would be very hard to say that one person has a key to my heart given the huge harem that I have in the background. They would need、Just、the keys. Yeah. Each yeah. key. <laughs> I guess that makes that one, those keys less valuable, but that's not here nor there. But <laughs> cards on the table,、uh, they're imaginary. Speaking of tables, table.、Uh, this is a loan word from English and it goes like this table. Table. You kind of have a long vowel there at the beginning.、Mm. And if someone asked me politely if I would like to purchase crack, how would I reply? What, Jason, say? Nope. And that is. Yeah. yeah. I like that word. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. You know how, like, no and nope are similar in that they kind of start out with the same letters and. You know, just phonetically, they have a lot in common. Well, same with the Japanese word ya and i yet. They both start、uh, with an e. Oh. <laughs> We do want to give you the word for but in Japanese, as in b u one t. And it is just spelt just like, you know, the demo of your favorite video game. And pronounced pretty much the same too. Demo. 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 All right. Our next word means couch, but. It doesn't come from the word couch because it comes from the word sofa. Take it away, Tark. Sofa. Sofa. You know, for a second there, you kind of sound like a Chinese guy saying so far. Like, <laughs> sofa. Sofa. <laughs> sofa. <laughs> Sorry, that's like the first thing I thought of. Anyways, our next word may be awesome. Maybe. Maybe. But it's really long. It's kamoshiranai. Ka mo. She re na i. Kamo shira nai. Kamo shira nai. And what does that mean again, Sensei? Maybe. So if I want to say maybe he's an idiot, you can say, Aitsu wa baka kamo shira nai. Remember Aitsu from last time? Aitsu. I'm applying what we learned. Remember Koitsu, Soitsu, Aitsu, Doitsu? As in this guy who's dumb. Oh, right, right, guy, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Say that one more time. Say, say that one more time. Maybe that guy's a moron. Oh, well,、yeah, that's a nice little callback. So, Jay Sensei, if I were to lose my virginity and then. That won't happen,、it. so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> no,、nah, I'm just kidding. Let's hear it. Would I say, 
something along the lines of Atta. <laughs> I found my virginity there. It was the whole time. Yeah, like if that's if you could go like in that sort of manner of looking for abstract things like that, I'm sure you could say that. Atta. Like, but for more concrete items too, it works. So let's say you're looking for that delicious bottle of Topo Chico twist of grapefruit. Then you might be like, oh, where is it? Where is it? You're looking under here and on top of there. And finally, you found it. So you say, ah, atta. Ah, and that is atta. Atta. Dude, this is the past tense of one of our main verbs from last lesson where we talked about aru. Literally, this means Don't say. it existed. So, so, so when I see my huge harem materialize, <laughs> would I say atta? But then they're human. So it. Well, the building itself would not be living. Right. No, but I'm talking about like my harem, like. Oh, all the, of them. Like, so the, then the maybe, ones. yeah, what would it be in that case? How would you be like, oh, there they were. Ita? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Ah, Ita! Now let's say that you lost your remote control and you were looking for that, eh? How would you say remote control in Japanese? Rimokom. Yeah. Rimokom. Rimokom. Listeners, did you notice that this comes actually from the English words remote control? So from the word remote, we have Rimo, and from the word control, we get con, and that makes up rimokon. And it looks like this is one of those scenarios of what Japanese people like to do, where they just like to chip off little pieces of words. Typically the endings, yeah. It makes it roll off the tongue a whole lot nicer, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, um, often the first or first two um, hiragana or katakana characters of a word that's normally a compound word then get combined together so that gives us rimokon from remote control and also pasokon from um, personal computer which originally was pasonaru computa but you can see why they didn't want to say all that because it's really long and it's even longer right. to write it, uh, that's pretty cool in it yeah <laughs> isn't it yep and that's actually our next vocabulary word where you can have a sentence and then at the very end of it you can just tag on njanai so uh, if I want to say this is a remote control, isn't it? I could say, Now, if you play the Yakuza games or, you know, sometimes watch anime, sometimes you'll hear the Janai turn into Jane. And that's when you know you're dealing with a real badass motherfucker. You know? He might also have Chunibyo, though, too. Oh, yeah, right. It's like me. We have to talk about what that is. It's basically the delusion of being a badass. Um, and it literally means like middle school, second year student. So what, an eighth, an eighth grader? So it's yeah. like eighth grader disease. <laughs> I I am 100% uh, a chinibio. <laughs> I, I said it right, right? I said it correctly, I'm 100% right? a chinibio. That's so funny that you say that. Listen, listen, listen. Devil May Cry of the series, uh -huh. that is all Chinibio, the through and through. <laughs> Every single ounce of that game's fiber, even though it's not a physical thing, right? Yeah. Chinibio, 100%. <laughs> and if you say otherwise, you are lying to yourself. Well, how would you translate it in English? Like, uh, the only thing I can think of was like an angsty teenager. Dude, personally, I would translate it to fucking badass, but, you know, that's just me. <laughs> it's meant to be derogatory, though. 
Yeah, well, guess what? I'm owning it. This is my own N-word. Whoa. Really? How edgy of you. Yeah. And that's our next word. Say it again. Hon to. Hon to. All right. This word means true or real. And you probably heard it if you engage with Japanese media much. Like this. Hontoni? What does that mean, Tark? When people say, Hontoni? Is that so? Truly? Yeah, like, oh, like, are you, are you serious? Are you for reals? Another way to say that, we're going to throw you in a little extra, little extra bone over here. What if I were to say something along the lines of, Majika? Oh, Maji, yeah, that's a, a really casual way to say the same thing. You serious? Mm. Maji. Maji? Maji de. Some people add day on it too after. Yeah, like I remember I was talking to a Japanese friend of mine and I was like, oh, he said something crazy. I was like, Majika. He's like, Maji. Maji. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like it's a, it's a kind of a fun one. Yeah, and, and that is Maji. Maji. And if you want to tag a ka at the end, you say Majika. And then they can reply with Maji if it's for real. You know? it, it's real up here. It's, it's really oh, that, you know, it's funny because there's also the word gotchi, which is kind of like that. Anyways, I, that's a, a rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> and it's not really the rabbit hole we would like to get into because we want to get into or on or under all of these other preposition words that describe locations. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. So in today's conversation, we had boku no kagi ga table no uwa ni aru. And ue, which you don't have to always scream when you want to say it, means up or on. So we had, are my keys on the table? Tark, what, what is our first preposition in this list, though? Naka. Yes. Naka. Naka. And this means in something, inside. It, can, it means both in and inside. Now, let's look at our next word, which means front, in front of, and before. Mae. Ma e. My. Now we're going to do the opposite of ma'e and look at the words for behind, back, and backwards. Ushiro. 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 And that is behind, back, or backwards. Next up, we have the word for on, above, up, and top. Ue. 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 And the next word is the opposite of that. It means down, under, and below. Sta. 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 And hey, Jay-sensei, that sta, it seems awful familiar. It's almost like it's incorporated into the title of this podcast. <gasps> it is. I didn't even realize that until now. Way to point that out. Yeah, because sta machi... What does it mean? Why, why don't you lay it down on them, Jason? Underground. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, Stamachi technically means like the the downtown, the down city, the the under city. So, yeah. The underbelly. Underbelly. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking down the street and my underbelly came out from my shirt. Yeah. It was exactly. Embarrassing. Exactly. Don't don't get caught down in the stamachi with your belly hanging out, uh -oh. or else we'll 
have fun with you. And maybe get you a bigger shirt to wear. These prepositions, though, we don't want to be able to use them in a sentence because they definitely work quite differently from English. So we're going to look at how we put together the sentence, which means the book is on the table. And we first start out with the thing that exists, right? So we'll start out with the book. Tark, what is our word for book? I think we learned previous episode that it is poem. Correct. Then we'll put wa after it. Go ahead and do that. Poem, wa. Good. So now we need to think about what is the book's relationship to the thing that it is interacting with. So in other words, if it's on the table, then the table works kind of like a landmark. And the book has the subject of existing in a location relative to the table landmark. And that landmark thing comes next. So I would say, hon wa table. And Tark, what's going to come after that? No. Wait, no, just say it. No. Why are you being so re rebellious? No! It's the particle no again from last time. That's right. So we literally say table no, and then we'll use the preposition. In this case, it's ue to say the table's up because the table kind of owns the preposition. The landmark owns the preposition, as it were, in Japanese. So together we have literally book, table's up, exists. Now, so what if I were to say, Shofu wa table no shita ni iru? That would mean the prostitute is under the table. She sure is. Tark, why'd you put her under the table? You should get your prostitutes in better Working lodgings. <laughs> lodgings? This is a sweatshop for my imaginary harem. I run it like a sweatshop. You crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they at least deserve. To not be under the table and probably deserve many topo chicos. Hey, they're still servicing me under the table, okay? Okay, then yeah. they, they maybe need more topo chicos than I said originally thought. Topo, uh, what's that word? Topo chico. It's oh, just, topo chico. It's just this awesome uh, sauce. Awesome sauce. That's exactly yeah. right. That is what mm -hmm. it is. They sure do. So we have the book is on the table is hon wa tsukue no ue ni. We could actually make this simple, Tark, by removing ni and aru and just putting des if you wanted to. So okay. go ahead and go ahead and read that example for us. So it would be hon wa teburu no ue da. Or hon wa teburu no ue des. Nice. So let's now say, um, let's switch out ue with a different preposition. So instead of being on the table, let's say... It's in front of the table. Okay. So I would say, Hon wa teburu no mai ni aru. Or I would say, Hon wa teburu no mai da. Or if I am a polite good boy that apparently has a harem of prostitutes, I would say, Hon wa teburu no mai des. And even if you don't have the harem, you can still use this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how's about the cat is behind the table? Neko wa teburu no ushiro ni aru. Ah, did you guys catch what he did wrong there at the very, very end? <laughs> 
did that on purpose. I did that on purpose. Yeah, totally you were testing us. You were testing our listening comprehension. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Listeners, how, how can we make this sentence correct? Well, if you were listening last time, you would know that. Tark, let them know what you did wrong. Instead of using the word that implies something is alive, right? I implied that it was basically a non-living thing. Right, not yeah. not as in dead, but like an object. Cats are alive, uh, so we have to use the verb iru instead of aru. Even aru. if it was a dead cat, we would still use iru. iru. It, like if it's got flesh, right? If it's a typically it, mobile living thing, <laughs> or was, right? Yeah. yeah. So altogether, then that would be neko wa teburu no ushiro ni iru. All right, we got some more of these. Listeners, I want you to listen to the sentences that we're going to say first in English, and then we'll translate them into Japanese, and then let us know how you did. You know, you got to practice this stuff, take an opportunity to test yourself to see how well you can do it, and then definitely compare what your translation looked like with what we are going to give you as our translations. And um, keep in mind... That there may be a little bit of variation with certain translations with most of these things. But um, if you really want to get good feedback, leave a comment and let our awesome community of listeners help you to get some feedback on your Japanese. The first sentence is, the remote control is in front of the TV. All right, go ahead and pause it. Okay, now let's go ahead and uh, Tark, do you want to translate this first one? I'll do the next one. Rimokon wa terebi no mai da. Ah, nice. He used da. Um, and this is one of those situations where if you use da, that's fine. If you use des, that's fine. And then what was the verb that we learned last time that we could also use? Aru. Aru. So we could have also said our next sentence Tark, go ahead and introduce us to that one the book is on the couch all right go ahead and pause it and here we go Tark, how do we say the book is on the couch in japanese oh cool yeah i like how you just did sofa ni aru you didn't really use like ue like probably a lot of people would, but that's totally um, a good way to say this as well. Um, if, listeners, if you said hon wa sofa no ue ni aru, that would also work. Tark, what's another way we could have said it if we used da? Hon wa sofa no ue da. Hon wa sofa no ue da. Hon wa sofa no ue no, I don't have a harem. <laughs> <laughs> I might use dust sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> the keys are under the table. Go ahead and pause it. The keys are under the table. All right, Tark, where are them Kagi? Let's ask the Shofu. Shofu, where are they at? Kagi, wa? Table no? Stani? Aru? Where All is she right, from? Work. <laughs> Where is she from? <laughs> Why does she have that accent? I make them all learn Japanese. They're in my household, after all. You know? The household being my brain. Dude, FBI are going to bust into your house and be like, we're getting them out. And you're like, dude, it was just a joke. <laughs> they just gave me a lobotomy. <laughs> all right. Last sentence is, the Yakuza are in Japan. Honto? 
yes. You know, now I'm looking at the sentence. It actually doesn't really need a preposition. So take that as a hint, listeners. How can we say the Yakuza are in Japan in Nihongo? Let us know. Ready, set. Tark, what is it? Yakuza wa Nihon ni iru. I hope that went well. Let us know what you got right and what you got wrong. And if you're confused about anything, and we would like to help you, but to be honest, I don't like to read comments on anything. So just look it up on chat GPT. It'll help you. <laughs> <laughs> and that leaves us to our naughty word of the day. And I actually had a lot of fun going over this because um, in addition to teaching naughty words of the day, we're going to give you some information about a cool thing that exists in Japanese called wasei-ego. Tark, do you know what wasei-ego is? I assume it has something to do with English. Oh, that's true. Yep, the ego in wasei-ego means English, and wasei, wa means Japan, and se means made. So it's literally English made in Japan. And so in other words, these are Japanese uh-huh. English words. So words that resemble English, that kind of even come from English, but aren't actually in a... English dictionary don't really mean anything to English speakers. So our first word comes from, well, actually, Tark, let me have you read the English translation. Ba jin ro do. Ba jin ro do. That's the katakana. Read the English. <laughs> oh. Virgin road. Yeah, so this comes from the I'm word. I'm sure lots of you have walked this path for way too fucking long. <laughs> so that's what you would think, right? Like maybe it's a lifestyle of being virgin or something like that. But this is actually the alley that you walk down in a wedding ceremony. Oh. It's called Bajinrodo for some reason. <laughs> well, I'm sure plenty of people desecrate that concept. <laughs> like I kind of... <laughs> <laughs> like yeah like i kind of like me and my wife like laughed and joked about this like we were like how many people who walk down bajin nodo are actually bajin anymore who knows yeah i've likely most what? of them have, have been you... to sopurando just you know like i don't know what percent that'd be but it has the, the roll, the katakana for roll looks like zero. And I think that is an indication for how many people that walk down that road are actually virgins. Maybe. You know? Could you know? be. Could be. Maybe. Our next word comes from the English word soapland in. Sopurando. Sopurando. I legitimately needed someone to help me understand this word um because when am, it was am, dropped am I, I i was kind of clueless. <laughs> am i that person <laughs> i wasn't gonna say it on screen but dude what can i say i'm just like this innocent little boy in utah that's not even a joke i, I work in software <laughs> honestly if it wasn't for the yakuza games i probably would not have known of these this sort of um business did british <laughs> yeah, because a sopurando apparently is it's it's not quite a harem. It's it's a loophole for prostitution essentially. The get whole bathed, con- right? Yeah, where you get bathed, and apparently to bypass the loophole, they make it so that the the lady that's bathing you, quote unquote, falls in love with you, and therefore penetration is acceptable. Uh, within the particular circumstance. That's crazy. You know, honestly, it feels like these are, like, reversed, right? Soplan sounds so innocent, 
but Virgin Road does not sound innocent, but like actually Virgin Road's very innocent, but Soap Plan's very not innocent. Right, right, right. Soap Plan ain't exactly squeaky clean if you get what I'm saying. Dude, and I kind of feel the same way actually about the next two words as well. Like host club is our next word. Go ahead and say the Japanese for that. Hosto krabu. Hosto kurabu. Hosto kurabu. Yeah, and this is kind of like very light-level, potentially prostitution, but typically for women seeking men, male companionship. Or Um, also the other way around, too. Well, that would be hostess club, right? Oh, hostess club. Oh, right. So, yeah. Or they have kabakura. Kabakura? Kabakura, I think. Yeah. Oh, is that the cabaret club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So those are some. These are common types of Japanese nightlife, and I'll I'll admit I'm not like the author- I'm not a good authority on these types <laughs> I'm of not things. Foremost authority on these sort of but, things. You know, one thing that is cool, like when you walk past in front of. So evil. You have you have a nice wholesome family, and I just fucking drag you into these concepts. But we need this kind of dynamic. <laughs> we need this like we need it <laughs> i think it's funny like it's it's good that like we get both um, yeah exactly, exactly dude if it was just me teaching it would be the most boring thing um <laughs> it's, it's good times it's, it's good, good times with two of us um so like also with so with the hostess clubs host clubs technically speaking what happens is is that you go to the one of these clubs right or a cabaret club and you know there's music and stuff like that but a host or a hostess will eventually come and talk to you i equate it to sort of like a modern day geisha you know oh hey you know there's there's something to that and like the you know the fashion the stuff that the people wear too is like really important like you know i was kind of gonna mention this earlier but like when you're walking on the street in front of these places like they'll actually show the pictures of the people who are like working there and their hours sometime and mm. um they have the most intense hairstyles like yeah yeah dude you want to talk about anime hairstyles yeah, yeah. seriously it's like living walking anime yeah exactly um but technically on paper they're only supposed to have conversations with you pour you your drinks and drink you with can you, buy right? them drinks and they yeah exactly yeah but behind closed doors, a little hanky panky might be taking place. Yeah, and you know, like when it comes to like Japanese nightlife, anything you can imagine does exist there, like without a doubt. And to be honest, it's yeah. probably very clean and very safe, comparatively speaking, like intercross culturally speaking. But anyways, so you won't have to worry about your hostess or host shooting up before you do the deed. I would imagine. The interesting thing about I think that about host clubs is so I was in Hakone. Um, which is like a hot springs town. And um, I was enjoying a hot spring, and the guy next to me says, hello, in English. And I was like, oh, cool, a friendly dude. And, and so we kind of started talking. And I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm a host at a host club. And I was like, really? And I was like, that's so cool. So tell me more about it. And like he kind of mentioned that basically a lot of people come, and we mostly just drink and talk and hang out with them. And the thing that surprised me is he said most of like the people who come are actually hostesses from hostess clubs and other people like, in the industry. So. Ah, yeah. Well, I think that kind of makes sense. It's a kind of a mutual point of connection, you know, common ground that they can relate on, you know. You know, and, um, you know, probably every once in a while, there's some hugs, there's some kisses, there might be a little bit more. And that actually is the meaning of our next word. Tark, read the Japanese word for physical affection. 
スキンシップ。スキンシップ。Yeah, like, so the Japanese word for physical affection comes from English. Now, no, they have the concept of physical affection before Western influence got there, you racist <laughs> bastard. How dare you think <laughs> things like that? But, but seriously, like, this is、um, the common word for just any kind of physical affection. So if, if someone was like, I don't really like physical affection in like, public or anything like that, they might be like, ah, skinship ga skoshi nigate nan desu or something like that. So, but in my case with my harem, I would say something like, You're so planned? My soap land, my, my imaginary soap land that exists in my head, right? With my harem. I would say, Skinship ga hoshin da yo. You could do that. Yeah. All right. That wraps it up for today, where we learned about prepositions. <laughs> Tark, did you notice? The, look at the bottom corner of my screen. Can you see anything?、There? I can't. What's going on? Is it is Luna's, it Luna? Luna's right here? Yeah, Luna just walked in. Right That's funny. <laughs> the wrong content to walk into, Luna. <laughs> okay, well, good. All right, so that、um, wraps up our lesson about prepositions. We、um, had a lot of fun checking those out.、Um, next time, we're going to actually learn more about directions,、um, specifically for when someone's telling you how to or where to, <laughs> where to go. <laughs> I'll do that again. I think that's a recess bell. <laughs> that is a recess bell. So, yep,、um, directions for when you're driving, telling people turn right, turn left, all that awesome stuff. So, definitely stick around. <laughs> See you guys next time. Bye bye. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs>